From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. (laughs) (laughs) We got an empty chair. Our imaginary friends. Yeah, it's our imaginary host. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are outside again today. What a beautiful morning. Look at that sunrise. Gorgeous. That yes, is so wind, pretty, man. A little wind bit is of calm. No wonder. We were supposed to have a special guest, uh, Captain Mike Little. And uh, I think he must have seen what the forecast is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really sick tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sick. Be, I'm going fishing. Can't be on the show. I'm sorry. I got sniffles. I got the kids flu. I can't go anywhere. Uh, so uh, he's not going to join us this morning, and neither is Jonathan. He's out at the, uh, what is it, the NADA show? N-A-B-A. NABA? What, however you say it. Is it Just NABA or happened. NADA? We had Officer Nick uh, from the FWC. Uh, it's his anniversary, by the way. His anniversary well, with the FWC? No, with or us. His wife one, or year, us. One, year, one year. One year oh, ago, okay. he was one right year. there in that chair. Yes, sir. And uh, he was here for the Wild Game dinner, and... Uh, Welcome in, man. Thank you. Thank had you had a busy back, week, man. I'm sure. It's been a busy year so far. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, it never stops. Are well. you are you regretting moving to the uh, West Coast? No, I love it. It's it's a change of pace, but it's awesome. It's, it's <laughs> well, much we're, different. Well, we're fortunate enough to and blessed to have you as a neighbor here, so uh, I'm glad you're on board. We just by chance, I, I say it by chance, but the Lord, he just worked it right in there for us to, to have this conversation to meet up with you. But nice. We don't know who you are. So we're out here today <laughs> out at the uh, Countryside Baptist Church. Until uh, he gets pulled over for violence. You know, Officer Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I got more to worry about when they see all those guns laying around the seat. <laughs> trying to drop names. But uh, we're out at Countryside Baptist Church. It is, again, the famous, world famous wild game cookout happening today. And, uh, of course, it's one that, uh, unfortunately, I'll have to miss today. What you got to do? Uh, my daughter has a birthday party today, last minute invite dietelio, and so I got to go back over to St. Pete, go drop her off, and all that kind of good stuff. So, you should have just brought the party here. Uh, you know what? It was a suggestion, but when you have a gaggle of little girls that want to run around and do things uh, dressed in pink, uh, I guess coming out here and eating squirrel and rice is not on the agenda. Well, I'm sure Diddy would have enjoyed the squirrel and rice. She was upset. I'll said, have to send you back some squirrel. She was upset. I said, you know, the this weekend, you know, you're going to miss the wild game dinner. She's like, oh, what? It'd be like the first one she I think she's missed in uh, three years. So she'll be upset not getting squirrel and rice today. I'll send, I'll get some squirrels I can give you. It's not the squirrel and rice that's cooked here. Yeah, it's not, it's the, not same. the same thing, man. It's not the you're same, right. but. I know, I know Barrett would have been all right because the thing that we're, we do not have here today – that is on the menu sheet is frog legs. None? None did you there is none being shipped from overseas from any frog farms anywhere. Everybody is empty. There is none. No kidding. Unless you go get wild ones. Well, there's been well, some people posting. What's better stuff, than wild frog legs? They're delicious. <laughs> Trying to get them. <laughs> <laughs> we could have gone last night and got twelve. I think we could have got more than 12. No, you'd have got 12. Well, I do have some from Lake Panasofsky in the cooler. Uh, they won't last long because there's uh, probably maybe 50 pair. 
<laughs> so if we cut them in quarters, then we can make a, we make about two hundred. Yeah, you'll have to cut them at the joint. You know, yeah, like you do joint. a chicken leg, a thigh, and a and a leg. You know, and just <laughs> put yeah. them separately. Appetizers, frog but they leg do appetizers. have strong bones, so it'd be really hard to crunch on. That's for sure. But I tell you, the the menu is always great here. It's a good opportunity to come out. It doesn't cost anything. It starts at three o'clock today, from three to six. Uh, venison chili, the strawberry shortcake is uh, my favorite. Uh, swamp cabbage, wild hog, uh, the squirrel and rice, the smoked venison, boiled peanuts, and a couple other things that's not on here that uh, got brought in at the last minute. The Did mountain man stew, I do not know what's in. No, uh, no, no bear this stew. year? There's no bear. There's no uh, mountain lion. Uh, I do not know what uh, Mr. Pat. It'll be a surprise this year. It's it's a surprise mountain man stew. Well, I did bring some bear meat back from Pennsylvania for the uh, wild game cookout at uh, Plant City High School a while back, and that's good it, for you. It, it went really well. I mean, it's it's amazing watching these people try different things. It's nice that you bring back roadkill for everybody. It's wow. awesome, man. This one roadkill. This is one of the largest, <laughs> largest. It's like the fifth largest bear in the, you know, taken on opening Hit by day a Toyota. In, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, softened up by a Nissan. It's all good. Toyota took it out. Nissan softened it up. Yeah, it'll be delicious. <laughs> but it is. But you missed, You didn't mention it's venison four different ways. You said smoked, but you mentioned you didn't mention the fried, the chili, and the burgers. Yeah, they have the uh, so some sliders that's going to be happening. That that was a really big hit last year uh so uh they definitely uh, increased the amount of uh meat that was brought in i think uh i think i brought in 20 additional pounds yesterday from al's wild meat that he processed for us and uh, so we should be good we should have enough to cover everything and of course uh the fish frying uh man at the last minute again uh <clears throat> the donation came in with unbelievable amount of speckled perch fillets and whoever donated those fish if they're listening i want to go fishing with them because those were some <laughs> really nice fillets i'm thinking my goodness these had to be two and a half three pound specks really uh majority of them they were really good and of course i was they were so big i was able to cut them down a little bit to get more uh for the sampling and everything else and we have 10 pounds of uh hush puppy mix Nice. We run out last year. That seemed to be the big hit. We could make them. We couldn't make them fast enough. I know. Oh, is the hush puppy slider in G five yet? Uh, nope, but it's here on site. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants one, I have a limited amount, so they can come by, take a look at them. If it's something you want, uh, today is the day you can pick one up right here at the Wild Game. I, I, I'll probably be needing to pick one up at some point. You know, getting ready for turkey season. You know, Officer Nick, uh, I know we have rules against stoves out there in the woods, but I have a uh, five-burner grill going. I have a two-burner deep fryer with a serving <laughs> tray in it. And the, can- the one little That's stove. Not even camping at that point. It's just <laughs> He's got a mobile living restaurant. out there. <laughs> so we just do, look we for do the, live out there. Just, live out there. Just look for the grease. Days. Just look for the grease smoke coming out of a green swamp, and you'll know exactly where he is. No, you can't miss us. We have 20 foot by 40 foot of tent, uh, circus tent type like stuff out there. This is Turkey The Marriott <laughs> Green Swamp. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, Bill uh, George Marriott. He's not exaggerating one <laughs> And the talk is about putting, just for Restrictions entertainment on. purpose only, taking helium like alligator blow up to- pull toys and turkey things and hang them up and float them up off the tent you know like a circus so don't let them go 
<laughs> no, as long as I don't more, let more, more than, than nine go. A ten or more, and I'm in trouble. Oh, we are out here today. If you want to come on by, as Glenn said, it starts at 3 o'clock. Uh, the wild game dinner, uh, it goes on until everybody leaves, basically, or until the food runs out. It, it usually goes at least three or four hours. And uh, as Glenn pointed out also, it's your first time to get in here and start indulging in some really fabulous strawberry shortcake before the uh, Strawberry Fest starts up. I know the strawberries are flowing out of there as quickly as possible, but uh, now's your chance to come get some for free. It doesn't cost you anything to come and eat. We are on Sydney Road right here in Dover, Florida. We're between, uh, what is it, Gallagher? Valrico and Gallagher. Valrico and Gallagher. And if you just uh, Google it, Google Maps, just put in Countryside Baptist Church Dover, and it'll put it right there on the map, and you'll know how to get here. It's really easy. We're right across from the golf course on the uh, north side of the street, and uh, it'll be plenty of parking, plenty of stuff, plenty of things to do for the kids. I know they're going to have the remote control airplanes and drones and uh, helicopters out here again this year. Plenty of room for them to run around. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about them because uh, there's fields on both sides. You'll be able to see them if they disappear for a minute. Chances are they'll be inside checking out some of the uh, game mounts that'll be inside, and it's air-conditioned, so you can go in and enjoy a meal inside if you want to or sit out here in the nice, warm outdoors and uh, enjoy a nice meal for free. Yeah, and we have that special guest, uh, professional archer Scott Vernon. Uh, he'll be here today. Uh, it's Looking forward to listening to him. He's uh, from Alabama, so he's uh, he's been around and traveling, and I tell you, he's going to share some great stories uh, and just relate to everything that we all uh, enjoy doing. So it's it's going to be an action-packed day. Just come on out. The classic car show is always a big hit, really nice cars. There's a guy that drives a uh, 57 Crown Victoria. It's just unbelievable, immaculate. I think he told me that uh, Ford Motor Company restored it. So to get it restored by Ford Motor, you know it's that thing. Is, Wait, it's an old Crown Vic or one uh-huh. of the new cop no, car? No, uh, it's a thirty five hundred dollar cars. It's probably about a seventy thousand dollar <laughs> car. It's just an, unbelievable. Nick, you should look into that, man. It could be the new FWC Cruiser, man. You know, get out there and uh, thump the bass as you come up and check people's licenses and fishing <laughs> stuff. That'd be all right for you, right? It's pretty hard in the woods. <laughs> Two-wheel drive this, Crown Vic in the woods. You just gotta hey, put it up on terrible. Yeah, it's, if I told you the places a Mercury Topaz went. <laughs> <laughs> if I can just show you some of the places I've seen that Suburban going. Yeah, really. I said, man, the tractor must have knocked all these Palmettas down. No, I drove my Suburban down right here. up and over. Hey, you got to go where you got to go. <laughs> I was like, my goodness, man, is there anything left under the undercarriage? No. <laughs> <laughs> no mufflers, no anything. It's all been ripped off. It's all good. Well, it's all happening today from 3, officially from 3 until 6, but it'll go on a little bit beyond that. Usually, you know, if there's food or leftovers, and usually when people come back for seconds and grab a couple, double handfuls of your hush puppies and everything else, if there's food still on the table, they want you to stay and, and eat it. Nobody wants to take any of that stuff home. Well, we have, uh, additionally, we have 50 pounds uh, filleted fish in there right now. Uh, it's just, man, it's and another 25 pounds is back up. Plus what I have in the cooler, there's probably at least 50, 75 pounds of bass, uh, speckled perch, snook, redfish, and trout. 
So now, we, technically, it sounds like you're over your possession. <laughs> Just a touch over the bag of possession. Over there. Well, there's about 20 of us that's got our hands on the cooler. <laughs> Just pick one of us. But now, uh, technically, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be possession limit, would it? Well, I mean, we know what it's for. It's no, I mean, it has to do with when it's prepared and frozen, or you know, made food ready. It's it's a different set of rules. What you can be in possession of? It's because not, if I was at my house and I had a freezer, a deep freezer, and it's full of processed fish, am I over the limit? Thing. No, no, no. So no. it's the it, same concept. It, it, but if you got them all in the back of the truck right now in a wet cast net, it's <laughs> <laughs> now why you got to throw the cast net in there? Yeah. You, somebody talked to you about my past. <laughs> he was just catching shiners. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're gonna make it bad, if you're gonna make it bad, make it real bad. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Just go ahead and get her done, man. Uh, you know, I got to ask you. I saw on the news last night. Uh, we had a boating fatality on the river. What was that all about? There Do, was. You have the info um, on that? There was a couple boats uh, yesterday down in Little Manatee River in Ruskin that um, that collided, and on we uh, one, one person passed away. But um, there was actually, if you don't mind me saying, uh, to the, there's three charter guys that really helped out a lot. We had a few units on scene with FWC, and then fire rescue got down there. But if it wasn't for these three charter guys. Jason Thompson, Jason Prieto, and Tom Saxon, they were like really good Samaritans. They were the first on scene. They were helping shuttle out fire department, and, I mean, it, it always could have been a lot worse right? Than, yeah. than if it wasn't for those guys. So yeah. I appreciate them and their efforts. But Being at the right place at the right time. and Exactly. Uh, I tell you, they, and they had an option. They could have just kept on going. But you know what? They did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, they they probably had clients on the boat uh, going out to do fishing, and uh, but – for something like that, that could have been them, and that's a. But thanks to them, you know, like you said, it could have been possibly worse, but than what it already is. It's it's actually been for for our area in Hillsboro, it's been a pretty decent start. I mean, you consider we just got through Gasparilla without a single boating accident, which is or an fatality, unbelievable. Which is, <laughs> that's incredible. There was 15 BUIs made in about eight hours that day, so I think that may have deterred a few but it's it's still it didn't. it's <laughs> it didn't. I'm, I'm just hoping people are being more responsible, but. I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, it goes hand in hand. That that period of time, the Gasparilla is just crazy. And this is it, my first it, one over here. If, oh, if, yeah. if there's anything, just the sheer number of boats probably keeps some of the speed down mm-hmm. and keeps some of the accidents from being bad. There's probably a lot of bumper cars. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of problem minor things that go on it. And then there's a <laughs> lot of careless and reckless behavior, like no. prop, prop washing and everything. We, we took care of this here. So yeah, now, go back to the accident. Was the uh, was any of them wearing their uh, flotation, their personal protective equipment, or would it is it one of those things? I I'd have to talk to the investigator. I didn't go down there. I was down in Fort Myers for the better part of the morning, but um, I'd have to double check. I know they had them, but I don't know if they were wearing them. So you know, I was. Yeah. Gonna, I, was I gonna, mean, that's another thing. I, I was going to say, you know, there's one thing about boaters. Uh, especially guys who are, you know, captains out there. We've all been stuck. We've mm-hmm. all been out there waving, you know, waving at somebody. And, you know, uh, and, and usually the first boat that comes by, they'll come your way and they'll either help you tow in or whatever because they've all been there. So when you see a boating accident, something like that, I'm not surprised that you had a bunch of boaters who That's would actually come over and, and help out. I know that, um, you know, I've always been one of those. I've had to drift and swim my boat home many times as a kid, you know. And I actually, one time, actually, I was out on a kayak, and I actually towed a jet skier 
has been broken down. He and his girlfriend, I towed him with my kayak all the way back to Shore Acres, and he couldn't believe it. He was like, man, I can't believe it. you're paddling me all the way back. And I said, dude, I've been where you I'm are. I'm about wore out, but we're okay. closer. I've been where you are, and I know what it's like to sit out there and drift, especially with your girlfriend out there. <laughs> It's not a good place to be. And, you can uh, get creative. My brother and I, we were fishing. <laughs> he used to go to school in North Carolina. We fished a bass tournament in Lake Hickory up there. And uh, I, I jumped on his boat, checked it out. Did it, did, this is before I got hired. And he's like, it'll run great. We're fine. After we stopped at the first spot, it didn't want to fire up. We are two miles from the ramp. And we decided to use the anchor, throw it out, reel oh, ourselves oh, in. Oh, gosh. So it was about a mile of me doing that before I told him to get in the water push it back start, get <laughs> start over the swimming. shallows man yeah. start pushing <laughs> yeah I, i've walked across the top of tampa bay more than one time yeah when you get on the water and you you're that many times out you're going to encounter those situations but uh one of the things that i was listening to this past week at uh plant city there was a guy that was uh, a guest speaker there and i tell you he just uh the amount of people that are on the water and flotation devices so simple to put on and uh just to have those accidents that happen, you just never know when they're going to happen. So flotation is always the key. 100%. 100% of the time because, you know, you can still have an accident, but at least something like that happens, they'll be able to recover. Uh, and that sounds terrible, but you know what? To be able to recover you a lot quicker than days Absolutely. at a time. So, But, yes, uh, but I tell you, I, I'm glad you was able to get up and come, and they, they let you off just to be a part of our show this morning. <laughs> I'm not nonstop. I'm on a seven-day stretch right now. So, well, I'm happy to be here. I, I have a really important question. Oh, here we go. This is, you ready for first this? Hour this, this is, which, this, the which last time we you were on the show, you were up there. We were, we were uh, over there in the studio, and you were getting ready to actually go hunt. Oh, yeah. And I never heard whether or not you had – did any good? Did you see anything? I'm a humble man. I don't like to brag, especially when I don't kill anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say it must have been a bad day because we didn't hear about it. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I, Otherwise, just, no, we I, didn't, I saw a coyote. Uh, there was a lot of different traffic. You out didn't there. shoot it, but traffic. No, I was waiting. Yeah. I want to put some meat in the freezer. So you can eat coyote. I know, but <laughs> for, <laughs> for a night. Yeah. Whenever yeah, it's really it. bad. Well, yeah. bad. Then. You know, and and that's one of those things. It's 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 public land hunting. You never know what's going to come. You can have people move in on you that yep. you didn't anticipate. You know, it, it's it's just it's public land hunting. Yes, sir. So, so. I got to ask you a question. I, I found a picture on social media this uh, week. I think it was actually just put up uh, a day or so ago, where there was a picture of a big giant rattler, eastern diamondback rattler. And, uh, of course, they also it was full of babies. So they showed all the little babies out, you know. Is, are we any closer to uh, changing the rules on that or anything? Not to my knowledge. Really? To He's my... an enforcer. Well, I understand that, but I didn't know if there was anything <laughs> whispers in the wind or anything like that. All right, well, I'll ask you more about it when we come back from break. But we are going to take a fast one. Stay with us, everybody. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning out of Countryside Baptist Church getting ready for the Wild Game Dinner starting up at 3 o'clock. We are brought to you by Loadrunner Trailers and Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Did you know the biggest Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you? Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest volume F-Series truck dealer in the Southeast, and the numbers don't lie. Brandon Ford sells more F-150s, more Super Duties, more lifted trucks, 
4x4s, and diesels. And when a dealership sells more, there's always a reason, like the guaranteed lowest Ford truck prices or one of the largest Ford truck inventories in America with over 500 trucks available and on sale or their award-winning sales team with years of experience who knows these trucks inside and out. Every day when businesses or customers need a truck, they choose Brandon Ford because Brandon Ford stocks more, sells more, and sells for less. So when you're ready for a truck, come see us at Highway 60 and 301 in Tampa, the largest volume Ford F-Series dealer in the entire southeastern United States, 24-7 at BrandonFord.com. If you want to pay less for a Ford truck, that's our business. So, I'm sure you heard the news. Social media sites are cracking down on private firearm sales. So if you're looking to sell or buy a new or used gun, or even looking to trade, do it the right way and head over to Deer Hunter Guns. Dan and his crew will give you top dollar for your used firearm, plus give you the best trade-in value if you're looking to upgrade. Deer Hunter Guns is doing it the legal way and can help you find what you're looking for. Or take that used rifle, pistol, or shotgun off your hands the legal way so you have peace of mind. Knowing your firearm isn't going to a complete stranger. Go sell your firearms to your friends at Deer Hunter Guns. Stop by today and get the best deal. 2797 Gulf to Bay Boulevard, across from the original Hooters. DeerHunterGuns.com In the 1960s, the G5 mark was used to brand the cattle and other livestock on the Glisson family ranch in the heartland of Florida. Now that family tradition has been passed on to mark quality at the new G5 Feed and Outdoors. G5 Feed and Outdoors is more than a family-owned business with a passion for all things that happen in the big and wild outdoors. Behind every product, you'll find more than 20 years of great customer service and three generations of experience standing behind it. G5 Feed and Outdoors believes there's no substitute for quality outdoor gear and products that have been tested to perform and give you the confidence that will last. So G5 carries items they use themselves from trusted brands like Textron, Arctic Cats, Yeti, Case Knives, Big Green Eggs, Costa, Shimano, and so much more. You really need to stop by and see all the great outdoor gear and products and the new stuff that arrives every day. It's all waiting for you at the new G5 Feed and Outdoors. Located just west of Plant City at 4960 U.S. Highway 9 and online at g5feedandoutdoors.com. And be sure to follow them on Facebook for even more great deals. And welcome back to Big and Wild come Outdoors. On, come on, come on, come on. That's right. Come on, come on. Come on out here to Countryside Baptist Church, 3 to 6 this afternoon. Plenty of food, plenty of great times. Uh, we're going to have a few demos uh, some cast net throwing, all kind of things. Even a couple of knot tying. I'm gonna I'm gonna attend that one that, so I can learn to tie a few knots. Yeah, especially the one that goes against <laughs> the spool. Yeah, don't even bring that up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know how many uh, how, how how many times I looked at that thing and that said, so I could funny. not figure it out. What is going on? I, but you know what? In my mind, it was just come from a real. I just had it repaired. <laughs> So and then the line was just not; re- it wouldn't retrieve the line, and it just never dawned on me that uh, it was slipping at the knot on the spool. And then, of course, our good friends out there at, uh, at Southeastern, he called that me fixed and he said, the reel. No, they didn't fix the reel. It was someone else that fixed the reel. And then I, about six, eight months prior to that, and then that's when I started to use it. I never used it after I got it back. And of course, you know, uh, he did tell me. He says, "Glenn, uh, I won't beat you up too bad." But you know what the problem is? And as soon as he said that, I said it was free spooling. The line was on the spool, right? And he goes, yeah, that's all it was. 
It's ready when you are. Yeah, the, the <laughs> most important knot, <laughs> you know, the one that actually keeps your line on the reel, you should probably know how to do that one. Well, when you do braid, when you have braid on there, there is a couple of things that you should do that you could do that, that would prevent that from happening. And, of course, that at the time I tied it on, I didn't have time. You was in hurry. I was – I need to get this line on there and uh, move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's those piddly little things Just that get the in the way. Things, yeah, yeah. yeah that always so. get in the way. Well, you know, we're out here today because of the uh, wild game dinner. But uh, Jonathan, of course, he's not here. He's out at the uh, NADA NABA show out in Reno. Uh, and uh, he'll be out there for, I guess, the next few more days out there looking at archery stuff. But he wanted us to remind everybody that the Beast Feast is going to be coming up on March 24th out at the uh, Leadership Training Center, which is out at uh, 5000 Fire Tower Road out in Haines City. And uh, there's going to be a turkey hunt that's going to be sold at a live auction after lunch. And this year the uh, turkey hunt's also going to be filmed and uh, put on TV so you can get out there and be famous. And uh, I guarantee you that's probably one of those – Almost guaranteed turkey hunts. That place is loaded up with well, them out there. there I mean, there's seriously. only outside of probably being poached. Uh, there is no <laughs> legal hunting taking place on there for. The, that's true. So the, uh, there's a ton of them out there. There's only one caveat. It's an archery hunt. That is true. And uh, if you've never done it before, uh, I'm sure that they could probably find something for you to be able to use to be able to get it done, including a crossbow. Yeah, you can use so, the crossbow as well. Um, I. I don't know. I think it'll be a. I want to be the tag along. I'll be the the camera guy. Yeah, there'll be fifteen people who want to tag, tag along. along. <laughs> it'll be the the most crowded turkey hunt ever. Yeah, and then whenever they film hear, crew hunters and the gallery look like golfing. People but whenever the arrow around. comes from another direction and takes out the bird, it's like what? What, what was? Did you catch that? No, I put the camera down. Oh, that's <laughs> probably pretty good. I had a brother that did that to me. Shot a state bird, and. Worked them hard, got them to come in, and my brother was supposed to be videotaping, and he messed it up. Yeah, I he, don't blame him. You <laughs> hold the camera. He, he sat there, and he finally said, I just had to watch, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, Braden, before the break, you brought up a topic, uh, a, a question to Officer Nick about the uh, rattlesnake, the eastern diamondback. I know in certain states to our north, uh, the timber rattlers, uh, they are protected. You can't. You're not supposed to kill any of them, but... It's kind of one of those things that if they was to pass the law here and you encountered that, uh, how would you enforce something like that? Uh, how do you determine whether it was aggressive? You was in a position where you just couldn't do anything, and that was the last resort. Honestly, it's like any other species that's that's prohibited from hunting like that. It's you got to take you know the letter of the law, what's there, and then the intent of it, and 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 go from there. It's that's where the gray area discretion comes in. Because I, I could see, I'm going to court all the way you to got the fang, top. fang marks in your leg, or <laughs> I mean, well, it's one of those. We'll see if it ever comes to that. But well, I, I know that there's uh, there was rumors of it happening and all that stuff. And you know, in my youth, when I was a younger kid, you know, going out and getting a rattlesnake uh, was something actually pretty awesome to to go out and have it. Do I still own the skins that I worked so hard for? No. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you have a million plans for it. You know, I can make a belt. I can make a wallet. I can put it on my Hit rifle sling. I can, you know. You just forgot that you didn't know how to sew. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I do know how to sew, but I now. just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the thing to do. But there's so many people who encounter them out in the woods. And I, I, I could probably tell you at least 30 times I've run into a rattlesnake somewhere out in the woods. 
and I never killed one of them. You know, yeah, uh, they'll either you back away slowly, or you know, you look around and grab a stick and kind of get them underneath Shoot the chin and kind of you know, okay, buddy, uh, you know, you go that way, I'll go this way, and uh, you know, we'll all be good. Well, I'm not that guy. I'm probably the guy that encountered 30 rattlesnakes and 28 of them come home with me. So, <laughs> well, but now has that been recent or has that been? No, that was years, years and years ago. That's and, what uh, I'm saying. When we used to catch them and take them up to the San Antonio Rattlesnake Roundup and. Uh, sometimes they would find their way to the dinner table. Sometimes uh, they found their way to somebody else's house. How is it, though? It's Great. actually pretty yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, eating if you had a rabbit and you had the, the rib cage of a rabbit. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the way the, that snake is. And um, it's uh, especially the big ones that we when, used to catch. When I prepared it, I'd always cut it into like one-foot sections, slow cook it, and then once it was all done cooking, I'd shred the meat off and then put it in with, like, barbecue sauce or something like that. So, so you can't even taste it. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no. But, but, on the grill is, but, is really good, but you got to do it kind of a – I hate bones. A medium rare or something. I don't eat fish with bones. I just – I don't like – I'll eat chicken wings. But. Yeah, and the meat, the meat is – you know, it's got a little gray texture in it, and it's uh, – but when my mom used to cook it for us, she would cook it up in that cast iron skillet, and it would be about four inches, four to six inches of uh, snake there, and simmer it up really nice in a big old thick pot of gravy, and get us some old cathead biscuits and some pork and beans or green beans, whichever the case was. It was a it was a great meal, mashed potatoes to go with that. It was awesome. I'm well, you know, but there's a difference. You know, you would actually eat it and enjoy it. There's so many out there. That have that mentality, you know, if you see it, they kill it. Well, you can look yeah. on on you Facebook know? and social media and see when somebody posts a picture of a snake. What kind of snake is it? Uh, a dead snake, kill it. Oh yeah. Regardless if it's a uh, non venomous and it's just. Uh, oh, how many out. how well, many black racers and everything yeah. else have been out there because they assume that it's a water moccasin or you know uh, indigo, which of course is protected in the state of Florida. And uh, now I will say this: there are two snakes that I usually don't walk away from. That uh, water moccasins and water moccasins, and if I ever see a python this high <laughs> up, it, it's it's gone. So uh, it, it's a done deal. I used to be that way with pygmy rattlers too, because an eastern diamondback that's four foot long or six foot long or whatever, you see him. Pygmies just sitting there, those waiting sneak, on you. Those yeah. little ninjas, man. I mean, they'll get in there. <laughs> Especially when you're turkey hunting. This time of year. Got to sit next to a tree. Sit, sitting down. In a- I, I had a buddy of mine, Tom, uh, who's a deputy sheriff, who went to go sit down in the, uh, in the the between two roots of a big oak tree, had it set up, put his decoys out, went over. And, you know, you're looking at your decoys, and you're kind of looking down before you sit down. And luckily, you know, he kind of took that one little last glance underneath his butt before he sat down. Right there in the corner of that tree. I'm paranoid. Little, little pygmy was sitting right there going, oh, I know you ain't putting that butt on me, man. I've, <laughs> I've seen, know you ain't I've seen that him cleaning, po- cleaning palm trees in, you know, my old yard. And I've come across coral snakes and pygmy rattlers, and I'm paranoid about it now. Coral snakes? They don't, don't bother care. me. Uh, you can no. shoo them away with your foot. God, get out of here. You're out of here, buddy. But pygmies... <laughs> They won't move. No. They'll sit right there. Same like with a, the water moccasin. They're just going to wait. And you can just see the, they open up and just start. You can see the venom just pouring out of the fangs, waiting on you to just yeah, get it. They're just yelling, come on, big boy. Come on, <laughs> bring it. Don't sing it, bring it. And uh, those are the two uh, that I really don't like. But pygmies, I just you have to be more aware of them. And uh, like I said, this time of year during spring turkey, Stuff is out. Stuff's getting warmed up. Now that we've had these warm temperatures, they're going to be active. They're yeah. going to be moving around. And before you sit down, before you sit down next to that tree, man, 
take a stick, whatever it is, move it around, move some of the, clear some of that brush out from underneath there, and make sure that you're not sharing that same little sit-down spot with one of those well, things. Just, the property just to the north of me, a, a friend of ours, he was running cattle on it. He was clearing that land, and in the process of two months of clearing it, mowing it, and putting fence up, he killed 90, I think he told me, 92 water moccasins. What? Off of that north end of the property. But on my place, it's very used to. I'd see one or two, three or four maybe a year. I have got to where I don't even see anymore. You're talking about over there where we used to go four-wheeling yes. and all that stuff yes. out there? There was that many out yes. there? That place used to be very infested with them. Uh, but over the years. Uh, what the I, heck were they eating? I've never even seen a rabbit. Out. Well, that probably explains it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I will say the, the snake patrol at my house is all those red-tailed hawks that are oh, yeah, nesting good. in there. And uh, I, got the, I got the excitement to watch one. Uh, a, a water moccasin about two foot long was crawling across the yard, and the hawk swooped down and was it was it was just I wish I'd had a camera to video it to how he just worked that snake and he just kept working him and then finally he got his wings out there and the old snake was focused on the movement of the wings and whoop, got him and gone. That was all she wrote. He was grocery. I love how they do that little dance on him where they're just trying to get a hold of that head. They're <laughs> looking down there like, get a hold of, <laughs> hurry up, hurry up! I can just get a hold of that head. I got this. Now, you have seen the videos where the one was going across and the snake bit it and they both fall out of the sky. You've seen that one, haven't you? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Pull that up. Yeah. Oh, you got to look it up. You know, snake whooped in, swooped it, got it by the belly, and that snake got itself around, and wah-bam, got a hold of him, and it was like, oh, boop, out of the sky he came, man. That last act of defiance. Yeah. <laughs> and they both well, lose. Well, you know, maybe the snake made it. I don't know, but. Uh, when you're out there tromping around, are you uh, making uh, uh, making sure that you're covered? I mean, do you wear snake boots? I don't all that wear stuff? snake you... boots typically, not, but I mean, I got some good muck boots in the truck. I got these for when it gets, you know, just my general walking. But and now, is but there a difference? When I'm between... scouting, I do barefoot. I mean, I still like to be quiet. I mean, there's there's nothing that beats that. Uh, just, I'm not going barefoot. No. No. The closest I ever came was wearing moccasins. I never went barefooted. <laughs> you just want stuff. Hey, yes, no, you're in the position you're in. Because you can run around barefooted in the woods. Oh, I don't do it working. I'm just saying, like, when I'm out scouting on my time and things, I'll, I'll go barefoot. But I'll try and be tough like that, and I'll come out with a foot full of thorns and things yeah. like that. It's not so tough anymore. Yeah. Fire uh, ants. Yeah. Fire yeah. ants. Yeah. Not yeah. me. Yeah. But it's quiet. It's noticeably quiet. Tough guy, Nick. No All right, way. we're going to take a break. We're on the big wild outdoors. There's no need outdoors. to run. He will get you. <laughs> Barefooted or not. He needs Band-Aids for Christmas. Please. <laughs> a lot of peroxide. And tweezers. All right, we're going to take a break. We're broadcasting live out here at the uh, Countryside Baptist Church. It is the wild game dinner happening today. We're out here on uh, Dover, in, in the Dover area between uh, Sydney and Gallagher. Is that right? Am I, That's am, correct. And... Uh, Come on out. Starts at 3 o'clock. Bring your kids. Bring your car. Bring your bow. Have a great day. We'll be back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feed and Outdoors. The Big and Wild Outdoors invites you to discover Fish Hawk Sporting Clays. It's 77 acres of first-class comfort and hospitality for your personal sports shooting as well as corporate and public events. The Fishhawk staff is always ready to set you and your family up for a memorable day of dusting clays. Conveniently located in Lithia, about 20 miles from downtown Tampa and less than 8 miles from Brandon and is open 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. 
Fishhawk Sporting Clays offers four-person shooting carts, 12- and 20-gauge shotgun rentals. And the club also features a large covered pavilion with plenty of seating for your next big get-together. Fishhawk will happily host birthday parties, bachelor and bachelorette parties, team-building groups, family reunions, or any group of people who'd like to get together and have fun. For more information, go to fishhawkshootingclays.com. That's fishhawkshootingclays.com. And be sure to check out the events page for clinics and classes available throughout the year. As hunters, we all know that planting a food plot in Florida is hard work. It takes tons of water, fertilizer, and time just to keep it alive. Well, now there's a product that can make growing big deer on your hunting property as easy as unloading your cooler. It's Horn Max 20 Super Pro Mineral and Super Max 20 Super Molasses Block. This stuff is amazing for growing huge deer, and of course, your Florida deer will get all the trace minerals, protein, and amino acids needed for optimal nutrition in bucks, lactation in does, and fawn growth. Check out the full line of Horn Max 20 today at Florida Mineral online.net or click the link at bigandwild.com. The Big and Wild Outdoor Safety Tips are brought to you by Sims Cranes, Florida's leader in safe, comprehensive vertical access solutions. When it comes to wild game, it's up to the individual hunter to make sure the meat is handled and processed safely. Wear gloves while field dressing and butchering. Be careful not to puncture the intestine to avoid possible spread of E. coli or salmonella to the meat. The chest and abdominal cavity should be wiped with a clean cloth or paper towels. It's best to use as little water as possible because damp meat spoils faster than dry meat. Cool wild game to less than 40 degrees Fahrenheit as quickly as possible to slow the growth of bacteria. On warm days, immediately pack the chest and abdominal cavities with ice packs or plastic bags filled with snow. After skinning, wrap in cheesecloth or put in game bags to keep clean. In warm weather, black pepper can be sprinkled on the meat before covering to discourage flies. Wild game should be aged to 34 to 37 degrees Fahrenheit for no more than 14 days. White-tailed deer will age sufficiently in two to three days. During butchering and preparation, perform proper hand wash and clean all contact surfaces with warm, soapy water followed with bleach water. Be a responsible hunter and be prepared and knowledgeable of proper guidelines to help ensure the quality, safety, and satisfaction in eating wild game. The Big and Wild Outdoor Safety Tips are brought to you by Sims Cranes, Florida's leader in safe, comprehensive vertical access solutions. Hey, this is Jonathan. Most of you know me as the co-host of Big and Wild, but I also want to talk to you about my shop, Arrowhead Archery. We're one of the oldest shops in the country and stock brands from Prime, Matthews, Hoyt, Obsession, and PSE. We also have all the accessories to outfit your equipment, plus a level 3 instructor for our youth and adult programs, and regular league nights for everyone. Check us out at 10818 East US Highway 92, Tampa, Florida, airheadarcheryshop.com, and our phone number is 813-621-4279. Stop by and see us. Sign Parrot is celebrating 10 great years of service in the Tampa Bay area. And to show their appreciation, Sign Parrot is inviting everyone to their big 10th anniversary celebration Friday, March 2nd from 3 to 7. With lots of entertainment, food and beverages, just their way to say thank you and unveil their new building wrap design. Sign Parrot has always provided the best in service and products, making them the go-to provider for banners, large format printing, business cards, flyers and brochures, but they also design and fabricate custom three-dimensional signs and lettering, interior and exterior floor and wall wraps, three-dimensional wall wraps, and freestanding custom cutouts, all in their UASG certified installation facility. Everyone's invited, so come on out and see for yourself during Sign Parrot's 10th anniversary party, Friday, March 2nd from 3 to 7 at 6400 East Columbus Drive in Tampa. Visit signparrot.com. When aviation is in your blood, you learn how to fly. When your family serves, 
You learn the meaning of hard work. And when you're born with a name that stands for power, performance, and precision engineering, you damn well better make the family proud. We are Textron Off-Road. Backed by the name that builds some of the most advanced machines in the world. We create off-road vehicles that help America's hardest workers get the job done. Side-by-sides and ATVs that are built with a work ethic, a wild streak, and a relentless pursuit of adventure. With suspension and handling that make the toughest trails a walk in the park. And with the precision, reliability, and American manufacturing. Welcome to the family. Welcome to Textron Off-Road. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live this morning out here at Countryside Baptist Church. Look at that big old sandhill crane just over there, just telling us that we can't do nothing with him. No, but if he gets about 10 more feet to the south, the next car will. <laughs> and you know what? He'd be breaking the law if he hit that turkey, uh, hit that sandhill crane. Why is that, Nick? Why can't we hunt sandhill cranes in the state of Florida, man? Well, why would it be breaking the law if the car hit it? Because if you hit it, it it's actually rules about hitting sandhill cranes in particular with the vehicle. And what are you supposed to do then, Mr. Bill? Well, You're it's got wings. Wait Slow for him down. to get out yeah. of the road. We have a bird. We have a bird that is dumb and will walk right out in front of a car, and you can't do anything about it. Okay, so if I hit it, do I stop and call the FWC yes. that I just ran over their bird? That would be the recommended yes. path. And then what happens when you show up, Nick? Do I well, do you have a history of hitting birds? No. <laughs> Sir? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I've hit a few. Well, there would, there would be a, a I've, I've hit doves out of season. There would be, a, hit, uh, <laughs> be a warding of your Miranda rights, and then we'll keep we'll keep that conversation <laughs> I've going. Hit, I've hit my, I've hit Muscovy. Start talking about how many, how many sandhill cranes have you hit, sir? I've hit Muscovy well, ducks. I haven't hit any sandhill cranes. I but don't mind Muscovies. <laughs> you, you I does not mind Muscovies. You know why we protect those birds? Why? Not because there is so few of them. It's because we're concerned about their habitat loss. Really? Well, yeah. I can tell Does that you. bird look like it's uh, in a miserable state of, of life oh, no. over there at all? They I love mean, golf course life. They love tearing up everything. Where's not, his partner? Not, I just think, hey, we should be able to take a few, but maybe about four years from now I'll, I'll work on that. Oh, put it on the agenda. <laughs> it's, on, it's on my list. Oh, is it? Thank you. Is there right. a difference, Bill, between, do you know, I was reading a little bit between the ones we have down here and the migratory ones all over, or is it I'm saying not there's going, a subspecies? I'm not going to quote a person, but I will say an FWC employee referred to them as they're just lazy and just don't leave. They're just, they're okay. Well, they're in, in paradise. Other parts, Why would they go Resident in? migratory in birds. In other places, if they have geese, Canadian geese that don't leave, they open up a special season for them and hunt those birds at a more aggressive rate than other birds. The ones that's, that are that, not native to the area who are correct. supposed to be migratory that take up residence on golf courses around Seminole and Bardmore. In St. Petersburg, well, these, those kinds of I'm talking geese? about other states like Pennsylvania that has an early goose season, and they target those goose that are the the local geese that don't ever leave. Well, they do that in Kentucky, and they do it in some northern, southern-type states as well. But 
apparently we don't do that for Sandhills that decide to just take up residence and stay here and become non-migratory anymore. Is that Correct. what it is? Correct. Oh, so okay. that would be my argument. Then I, I have a, it's not a migratory bird. That's what we're. I was, I was it, saying it, it's it's almost it, like you said. There's lazy but, birds, but but yeah. the, there's a lot of debate in all kinds of species whether or not it's our our quote Florida panther that really is just the same DNA as all the other panthers. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy about that, and there's a lot of people who use those classifications as ways to promote uh, research monies and everything else. It, it, it's just crazy. So uh, the Egyptian geese that are over on the East Coast, the ones that got loose and all that kind of good there. stuff, you're allowed to hunt those. 365. You sir. know, they're, and they're not migrating anymore. They're there and they're taking up residence. The ring-necked dove, which was released out of Miami and is now all over the state of Florida, it's a non-native and it's allowed to be hunted as well. What Correct. about I, swans I just, in Lakeland? Swans in Lakeland. Yeah, I, there's... There's a bunch of swans. They're non-native. That is they're true. They're non-native. Yeah. And but so, but there's I think they're protected in city ordinances. If I go into Lakeland and not a swan. But I if think. it was stupid enough to fly over uh, Lake Kissimmee during duck season, I mean, you know, that's like what I was saying about the geese over there in uh, Seminole. If they were, if you could somehow get them to fly over certain areas of Tampa Bay, you know, there's no law that says you can't shoot them. And those Egyptian geese are coming all over. There were, I've seen them. them in North Florida. I've seen them as far west. I haven't seen them over here yet, but Orlando, you know, they, they like golf courses. Oh, well, they're, and they're moving this way. They're moving west. Well, there's uh, one right the across over. the street, so we'll be looking for one. <laughs> <laughs> just have, you just have to make sure you move all the sandhill cranes out of the way when you make your shot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of shooting birds this weekend, of course, is the uh, uh, youth spring. Oh, yeah, back at you, buddy. He's yeah. calling in reinforcements. I think he is. Uh, the Youth Spring Turkey Hunt going on uh, south of State Road 70 today, this weekend, the 24th and 25th. Uh, all legal rifles, shotguns, muzzle loaders, crossbows, bows, and pistols are allowed out there. And uh, the spring season, of course, down there starts March 3rd through April 8th. Uh, all legal rifles, shotguns, muzzle loaders, crossbows, bows, and pistols allowed out there as well. But it brings up an interesting thing. I know that your boys with the FWC uh, this past week just said it was okay to use air rifles to go out and hunt not only turkeys but deer and larger game. Can you use them now for the uh, spring hunt this no. weekend? That starts with the the next our, our next year, which is July 1st. All those rules will be effective. They'll be put in brochures. They'll be announced to the public officially and all their workings and changes that have been made on caliber size it'll be 30 caliber or uh for deer and 20 caliber or larger for for turkey now that'll so go into effect july 1st. july 1st so fall turkey and, and fall hunting season so yeah so we'll be able to use them this coming season that's not bad but not now just to, no. so everybody out there is not yeah yeah getting ready yeah. better, <laughs> better <laughs> wait getting ready for spring turkey with now, an air rifle now, i I, I got to ask Bill this one because I know that you said that uh, on private lands, of course, center fire rifles, all that kind of stuff is all legal, but not on management areas. Correct. But now if you're going to use a air rifle out on a management area, you're saying that's not legal because it's it, a single? It is for deer during gun season. But not for turkeys. But not for turkey. You can use a, com a compressed air gun. But you're going to have to shoot an air bow. It's the one that shoots the bolt 
like a crossbow type like thing. Or if you had one that shot shot shells, but you can't have that single projectile flying out there. It's, it's WMA rules. Really? Yeah. Well, that seems a little weird. I don't. I don't understand that. Well, I guess well, because they it's still considered in, a rifle. It's, it's considered like a rifle, and people put it in for protection of people turkey hunting on public land. Oh, okay. All right, well, we got to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning at Countryside Baptist Church. That all gets underway at around 3 o'clock this afternoon. Family friendly. It's all free. Tons of food going to be out here. Plenty of room for the kids to run around and get tired. It's going to be a beautiful day. It's There's not a cloud in the sky right now. It's a beautiful morning. Come on out and join us out here today. It'll be a good time, I guarantee it. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by the good folks out of Brandon Ford at G5 Feet and Outdoors. G5 Feet and Outdoors is pleased to be the premier fully authorized repair and warranty dealer for Arctic Cat ATVs and side-by-sides in the West Central Florida and Tampa Bay area. G5's wide selection of Arctic Cat ATVs and other off-road vehicles are all designed to handle anything that Mother Nature dishes out. The Arctic Cat TBX, Prowler, and HDX offer power steering, easy switch two-wheel, four-wheel drive, tilt cargo beds, built-in receivers, and payloads between 300 and 1,000. The Wildcat, Mud Pro, and XC450 are powerhouse performers with superior traction, suspension, and handling. And the ever-popular Altera Series continues to lead the way in value and reliability for tons of uses. So load up the hunting gear, stack up your camping supplies, haul your feed and farm supplies, or just load up the family and hit the trailer mud hole for a day of fun and adventure because G5 and Articat has you covered. Stop in today and see the whole lineup just west of Plant City at 4960 U.S. Highway 92 and online at G5FeedAndOutdoors.com. And be sure to follow G5 on Facebook for even more great products. Did you know the biggest Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you? Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest volume F-Series truck dealer in the Southeast, and the numbers don't lie. Brandon Ford sells more F-150s, more Super Duties, more lifted trucks, 4x4s, and diesels. And when a dealership sells more, there's always a reason, like the guaranteed lowest Ford truck prices, or one of the largest Ford truck inventories in America, with over 500 trucks available and on sale, or their award-winning sales team with years of experience who knows these trucks inside and out. Every day when businesses or customers need a truck they choose brandon ford because brandon ford stocks more sells more and sells for less so when you're ready for a truck come see us at highway 60 and 301 in tampa the largest volume ford f-series dealer in the entire southeastern united states 24 7 at brandonford.com if you want to pay less for a ford truck that's our business Hunting never stops in Florida, so you need to make Al's Wild Meat in Riverview your full-time, full-service deer and hog processor. Al's Wild Meats will custom-cut your game any way you like it, including a variety of sausage options, like traditional ground breakfast, link, or smoked, plus some of the best jalapeno cheddar summer sausage, snack sticks, and deer bacon on the planet. Al and his wife, Christine, pride themselves in making sure you're getting your own harvest back just the way you want it, and always vacuum-sealed, labeled, frozen, and back in your freezer fast. Al's Wild Meat, right off I-75 on Simmons Ranch Court in Riverview, on Facebook or online, alswildmeatprocessing.com. Big Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning. Beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning out here in Dover, Florida. We are Dover. 
drink. Out here at Countryside Baptist Church, the uh, wild game dinner is going to be happening this afternoon. Let's just go down the menu, shall we? Starting at three o'clock, bring the kids, load up the fam, plenty of parking, plenty of room, plenty of stuff to do. Kids will get to come out and watch the radio-controlled airplanes, helicopters, and drones, which is always fun. If they bring those little battle planes out here again, those things were awesome. Yeah, it was kind of cool to watch. They I were. mean, to deliberately just run, run into, into each other, fly yeah. into each other. Uh, that was just kind of. Uh, I, and when I, every every little remote control or little aircraft that I ever had, I always tried to keep it from crashing, <laughs> keep the parts together. And these guys were just flying them into each other, and it was pretty cool to it's, watch. It's very intense to watch because you get about ten of those up in the sky, and they're all like, and it's a big giant dogfight. And, you know, once they ram into the other guy, it's like the old kite fights, you know, I, you used to try to have with your bad kite with your friends. I had a friend who used to fly those big gas planes and did that same thing. I what? mean, they would chew each other up until one of the planes fl- fell out of the sky. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of chewing up, plenty of stuff to chew up while you're out here. Uh, Glenn's going to be on the fried fish out there, thanks to Bill out of G5 uh, Feeding Outdoors for donating his uh, fryer again this year, that big Cajun double cooker. Glenn will be over there sweating it up, man, cooking up some good fish out here today. Uh, fried gator bites and crawfish, swamp cabbage, wild hog, venison four ways. They're talking about smoked, fried chili, and burgers. Going to have plenty of dirty rice, squirrel and rice, which is my daughter's favorite. Uh, seems the frog legs are on the menu, but yet they've been hard to come by this year. So if you get here early, you may get some as an appetizer, and then that's about it. Uh, boiled peanuts, and, of course, top it all off with strawberry shortcake, some of the most fabulous strawberry shortcake ever, and it's all free. doesn't cost you anything. Just come on out, hang out. It's out here. If you don't know where it is at Countryside Baptist Church, the official address is 13422 Sydney Road out in Dover. Uh, between Gallagher Road and uh, I always forget the other one. Valrico. Valrico. Listen, it's it's super easy. If you're coming on I-4, you get off at exit 14. You turn south. You're going to go down. It'll be a hard, hard turn to the left, hard turn to the right. You'll dead just, into the dang golf it. course. You can't go and wrong. you turn left. <laughs> it's right there. That sounded so much easier than just going Google it. 13422. That's what Sydney I Sydney Road. That's what I said, one, three, four, twenty-two. Well, top of the hour is coming up. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Again, we're broadcasting live out here at Countryside. Come on by, say hello. Tell Braden what you really think. What? We'll be right back. is in your blood, you learn how to fly. When your family serves, you learn the meaning of hard work. And when you're born with a name that stands for power, performance, and precision engineering, you damn well better make the family proud. We are Textron Off-Road. Backed by the name that builds some of the most advanced machines in the world. We create off-road vehicles that help America's hardest workers get the job done. Side-by-sides and ATVs that are built with a work ethic. 
a wild streak, and a relentless pursuit of adventure with suspension and handling that make the toughest trails a walk in the park. And with the precision, reliability, and American manufacturing, welcome to the family. Welcome to Textron Off-Road. Hornady continues to build and enhance the Precision Hunter line of ammunition with an array of new loads that feature the revolutionary ELDX bullet with heat shield tip. Precision Hunter is one of the most successful ammo launches we've had. The original mission of Precision Hunter ammunition was for you to be able to extend your range. It was extremely successful, and you guys have spoken. The new Precision Hunter loads include the 25-06 Remington, 257 Weatherby Mag, 6.5 PRC, 270 WSM, 280 Ackley Improved, 7mm WSM, 338 Win Mag, and the 338 Lapua. Precision Hunter is factory-loaded, truly match-accurate ammunition with Doppler radar verified best-in-class BCs, featuring excellent conventional range performance, as well as the best extended range terminal performance available. Precision Hunter ammunition. Extend your range and never compromise at any distance. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. And if you've ever seen my very lengthy blooper video, well, you know, I've had my share of mishaps. Because of that, you can take it from me that one thing I always take very seriously is boating safety. For instance, here's something as simple as it can be that saves the lives of countless boaters every year. A lanyard. I highly recommend you wear one of these every time your boat is running. All you have to do is hook the loose end of the lanyard to your PFD. It'll stop your outboard instantly if you should accidentally fall overboard or be thrown from your boat during a collision. Be sure to give your lanyard a field test to make sure it's working like it's supposed to. Your life and that of your boating partner could depend on WHFS Sefner, WQYK FM HD2 St. Petersburg, 103.1 W276CX Newport Ritchie, 92.1 W221DW Tampa. Did you know the biggest Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you? Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest.